the nursing industry is one of the fastest growing career forces in the world today. There are so many issues in the healthcare field these days relating to nurses that simply are not discussed in the media. Welcome to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with Leanne Meyer. Our program will help you with the most relevant information if you're in the nursing field or are planning to enter the industry. Now, here is your host, Leanne Meyer. This is Leanne Meyer, and this is Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. I'm so happy to welcome you back again. Um, this is I'm, I'm really excited about this particular show, and so I want to just kind of get right into it. Um, the title of our or the title of the episode is "Tapping the Indomitable You." And when I wrote that word down, it wasn't nearly as hard. I didn't think about how hard it was going to be to say. So. Um, just kind of as a lead into this a little bit, I wanted to think in terms of we're currently in an era of world history in which many choose to see bleak and dark dramas running through many countries, politics, leaders, industries, and economies, where the worst of who we are as human beings is being showcased each and every day. What we forget is that what that right beside all the frustration, mistakes, and great even great evil that we see There is excitement, problem-solving, and great good. How we feel about our world is totally dependent on which perspective we choose to focus our time on. Our decisions lead us to new actions and new perceptions. And uh, there was a quote in uh, the Bridges of Madison County that said, we are our choices. And that's just uh, those few words just seem to speak very deeply to me and I continue to think about through my life how much the choices I'm making at every every at any given moment are the ones that are going to change my life. So I am really excited to be able to introduce to you a young woman who has spent her entire life focusing on the great good and despite living a reality of some great challenge. So Teresa, could you give us um I guess I didn't say your name, Teresa Wen, and you are um, here to talk to us about many different things. Could you give us just a little bit of a bullet point version of your bio and how you got to be here? Hey, Leanne. Yes, um, absolutely. So uh, I, I always tell people I'm a nurse, always a nurse, like your title of your show is like I'm um, first and foremost a nurse. Uh, and I started uh, at... Um, at Hennepin County Medical Center in Minnesota. I currently live in Texas now, but that's where I started my nursing career. And and then I thought, you know, um, I'm not sure if I really like this. So let's go right into open heart surgery. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the craziest jump. But um, And not just that, but I, I moved to New York and then decided to go into open heart surgery. Um, and I think, like, I don't know where my mind was at, Still learned a lot, but decided that that was too big of a leap. However, <laughs> because I did such like drastic, um, drastic, um, you know, change had such a drastic change, um, it allowed me to learn things really fast. And um, so then I thought, well, I want to, I want to go travel. Like I don't want to go back to Minnesota. Like I want to travel. And so that led me into travel nursing for about three years after that. So 
um, I went, um, you know, I started sort of like ortho and went open heart. And then, but that, you know, allowed me then to have the experience I needed to basically, you know, be floated to all these different departments and units um, to be able to apply the skills that I learned even though I was only a nurse for two years. Um, but those, I would say the three years that I did the travel nursing was like the best years of my single life, um, you know, without a boyfriend or anything like that. Just like me being in my early 20s and just like exploring. So that, that was like super awesome. Um, and then shortly later, I mean, after I decided that travel wasn't going to be something I wanted to do long term, um, I decided that I didn't want to stay in... Um, floor nursing, I wanted to kind of explore something different. Um, however, I was still open to uh, doing floor nursing if that was, you know, where, if that was the only thing that was out there, at least in the moment for me. Um, but luckily, someone had um, offered me a, another travel position in New York City as a research coordinator. Um, and um, that's when I kind of started stepping out of hospital nursing. We, being a research coordinator um, opened other doors for me, uh, not just to learn about, you know, another different niche, but um, then I got to go into pediatrics, you know, learn about pediatrics, allergy, and immunology, and work with, like, the world-renowned peanut allergy um, doctor who is Hugh Sampson. Um, and then um, after I got married and had kids, I realized that I wanted to be closer to my family, so we went back to Minnesota um, and decided that um, we wanted to, uh, you know, just stay there. We're not going to travel anymore. We're just going to settle and have kids. Um, and during the time I was in New York, I went to grad school, and um, that led me to get my nursing uh, master's degree in nursing informatics. So when I moved back, um, I found a job uh, in the our uh, EHR department, and I've kind of been in that niche ever since. Um, I currently am with um, a startup company, and um, we provide a remote care platform for chronically ill patients to be able to manage their care from home. Um, and they use, you know, current technology like their phone, their tablet, their computer to answer health questions and really empower them to take care of their health and um, prevent them from going back to the hospital or prevent exacerbations or things like that. Mm -hmm. um, and then in addition to that, I, um, so, you know, this is all just going to kind of be mixed in like with my story, but um, I'm an entrepreneur as well. Um, I run two online businesses. One is um, in multi-level marketing and the other one as a business coach. So that's kind of like my quick bio for you in a, in a few minutes. <laughs> Yeah, that's a lot. And that's why I find you so very interesting, because um, you've just kind of kept moving from one um, experience to another. But even more interesting to me is the fact that you are from an immigrant family, so first generation. Mm -hmm. And um, I would love you to share uh, some of that story. Oh, yeah, I love telling this story, because this is really um, my parents' story, and it's like the legacy that they will leave behind um, for, for our families, for generations and beyond. But, um, so my dad and my mom are from Vietnam, and they um, escaped Vietnam in 1975. Um, and the story was that, so my dad worked um, for the U.S. Army. He was the interpreter, but he also did some other things that he's not willing to share with me at this time. But um, during the fall of Saigon, he 
um, ran home and he told my mom, we have to leave right now. And my mom told me, she's like, I, she's like, what is going on? The dinner's not even ready. What are you talking about? You know, my dad's like, it is go time. It's like ride or die woman. We need to go now. And so she's like, I didn't even know what to do. I didn't have clothes or whatever. So she took, it was um, my mom, my sister, my brother, and my aunt. And she said she had a pair of clothes for everybody. And they um, went to meet my dad's um, brother, my uncle, uh, at this bridge. And my dad said, you know, meet us there. We're going to need to switch cars. He says, don't worry, you know, the because um, I guess my dad's uh, brother was also going to school at the seminary. And um, he said that the seminarians will take care of him. You know, mm-hmm. let, me, mm-hmm. let me use your car, and um, I need to leave now because my dad was working for the U.S. Army. So if he got caught, he would right. be tortured or killed. So he knew, he knew, like, he needed to get out of there. So um, he grabbed my family. They, you know, they hopped on, you know, what do you call those things? It has the motorcycle, like, the little extra attachment to it. Right, um, so some well, uh, sidecars. Yeah. So anyway, they they all hopped in in that car and they oh drove off. And my dad, he said, I had no idea where I was going. I don't know. I didn't know what I was going to do. He just knew he had to get going. And um, and he he just he said, I just I just had to follow my instinct. You know, I just had to follow like where it led me. And so he initially decided to stop back at the barracks. And he told my mom, well, "This is where we're going to go. We need to like." think through like we need to have a plan and so my mom agreed and they all you know went inside and meanwhile my dad went back out to grab their stuff he saw one of the high-ranking officials um go into like a like a limousine type of car and like with an entourage of people Uh and so he was just like just he ran back in with my mom he's like let's go we're gonna go that's the plan we're following them (laughs) yep he's like we're gonna follow those people so he followed the entourage and this is a story that i i didn't know until recently but my mom said that when they were following them they were still under fire so (sighs) my parents you know at least that car was like protected and Mm -hmm. it was covered but my parents they were like driving a motorcycle and um so bullets and bombs and um, guns and smoke and fire, like, all around them while they were trying to escape. And she said it was, like, 20 to 30 minutes of nonstop madness. And she told my dad, she's like, this is it. We're going to die. You know, like, mm-hmm. just make peace with your sins. We're going to die. And so mm-hmm. they were praying, you know, like, they, they really thought they were going to die. And meanwhile, my dad's just driving his motorcycle. Um, and um, then they got to the point where... It was like the um, the entry where um, you where the uh, U.S. soldiers were. So you have yeah, to at the embassy in order to get through. Yeah, yes, the embassy. That's what it was. Right. I didn't know. And, and just a, a point yeah, is sense. what people might remember is um, many of us who lived at that time. You could see the helicopters taking off from the top of the embassy, and people had to climb up this um, little ladder thing up to the to the helicopters, and that was where people left from. My ex-husband, actually, that was how he left Vietnam also, was climbing that ladder with his family. Yeah, yeah. And and so, like, the Americans, you guys had, like, papers, you know, or, or mm-hmm. you were, mm-hmm. it was obvious you were American, right? Or mm-hmm. if you were Vietnamese, you have to have paperwork to show that um, mm-hmm. you could enter or that 
that you know that um, you uh, or you had money. That was the other thing. Um, and my mom was like, "Shoot, you know." She's like, "Okay, we got to this point. Now what?" She's like, "You should just turn around." You know, dad, like, mm. I'm just going to call my dad, 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 you need to turn around. And my mom was like, you need to turn around. We don't have the paperwork. Not, we're not even able to get through. And my dad's just like, no, I mean, we'll figure something out. We'll just go there mm-hmm. and figure something else. He's like, no, you have to turn around now. We're gonna, they're going to, mm-hmm. you're going to, you know, turn us away or we're going to get arrested. I don't know. Just turn around. He's like, no, no, we're here. We're going to try. So did you through. meet someone? Did you, he met, he met somebody he knew? No, this is what happened. So then a bomb came, uh, and everyone jumped into a ditch, and it was bomb. There was bombs and fire, and and more guns, and it was my mom. It was crazy because it was like, like, you know, a divine intervention. Yeah, that there was so much chaos. They didn't mm. care about the paperwork anymore. So right. finally, when they had the chance, they ran out and they went right through the embassy and hopped on one of the helicopters. And wow. that's how they escaped. Yeah, they were so lucky. Um, wow. And so I just think that's amazing because had they not had they not been bombed at that point, mm-hmm. I don't think that they would have been able to get through to, to a helicopter. Yeah. It was just in the midst of chaos. It's like, who cares about yeah. paperwork anymore? You know, people are right. just wanting to save their own life and, and get the heck out of there. Um, so yeah, how so how the, did they, um, we're, we're going to come up against a break here in a couple of minutes, but um, I just wondered then, you had mentioned to me that they were in a couple of different camps. Yeah, they were at two, two or three, actually three refugee camps. Um, the first one was in um, Malaysia. The other one, which island, which I'm not sure where that is. And then the last one was in Arkansas. Hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, there, there was a refugee camp in the U.S. Yeah. Like, yeah, maybe they didn't call it a refugee camp, though. Uh, considered it one. Um, yeah, yeah so, sort of a um, staging area to help them get from there. So yeah, did they yeah. go to Minneapolis from then? They went to the Minnesota? They, they did, and um, they didn't know that um, what it was like. Well, they heard it was cold. Their first choice <laughs> was California, you know. Yeah. And their second choice was um, something else, but not Minnesota. Uh, uh-huh. But his, from my parents' priority was that they wanted to make sure that they could practice Catholicism. Yeah. And they didn't want to be, a lot of people who were sponsoring them were Lutherans. And uh-huh. they just heard stories, whether it's true or not, I don't, I don't know. But they just heard stories that if you're sponsored by someone who's Lutheran, they're going to make you convert to mm-hmm. become a Lutheran. Mm-hmm. And that's not what they wanted. So mm-hmm. he called a um, former um, professor. So my dad, before Vietnam was taken over by the communists, he was able to study abroad in Texas. Mm-hmm. And so he had this contact number for a professor who taught him um, during wow. his college days. And so he had that number, and he called him up, and he said, I'm in the U.S. Is there a way that you could help me? And the professor um, didn't wasn't in the financial position to take on a family. So mm-hmm. he introduced my dad to Leonard Jankowski, who is now our, who were, you know, he's our sponsor. And mm-hmm. um, so he called uh, Mr. Jankowski, and he, the first thing he'd ask is, like, if you, you know, if you sponsor us, um, 
will you take us to Catholic Church? Will you take us to Catholic Mass? You know, do we have mm-hmm. to practice mm-hmm. Lutheran? And of course, Mr. Jankowski has a heart of gold. He's so sweet, so nice. He's, of course, you know, I'll take you there. I'll pick you up, whatever you want. You know, I'm like, I'm here to help mm-hmm. you. And so my dad agreed to, and that's why, that's how we ended up in Minnesota. Uh. Was, this is a little ironic because my family, uh, through their Catholic Church, also sponsored a family from Vietnam. So this is okay. just so interesting to me how you know we may have been within close contact of each other. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So then you talked um, about how your dad was such a, a kind, compassionate person. Mm-hmm. So my dad um, has always been a giving person. But especially, you know, this huge gift of freedom, someone Mm -hmm. gave him the gift of freedom. He was like, I need to give back. I need to somehow, you know, pay this forward. And he um, basically devoted his life to helping people and refugees. He got a job at um, Catholic Charities in St. Paul, Minnesota, and he worked there for basically the rest of his um, career until he retired. So that was like almost 40 years. Um, He... Um, I learned, you know, I learned the importance of giving and taking care of others from him because I remember going into his office um, at home and he would have like stacks of envelopes from um, like uh, people basically asking for money, you know, say Jews mm-hmm. or um, uh, Catholic um, organizations. Teresa, I'm going to stop you right here and then we can come right back to it. I'm really enjoying this story and I'm sure our uh, audiences also. So um, this is Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, and I am Leanne Meyer. I'm here with Teresa Wen, and we're talking about tapping the indomitable you. And um, we're going to go to a quick commercial. We'll be right back. Thank you so much. listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. 
Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. Exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to leannevoiceamerica at gmail.com. Now, back to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. Hi, this is Leanne Meyer, and we are right in the middle of a very exciting story. Um, Our... uh, topic today is tapping the indomitable you and my guest is Teresa Wynn and she's a nurse entrepreneur. We've just been talking about her family's escape from Vietnam which was uh, hair raising to say the least and then um, being able to be settled in Minnesota. So Teresa you want to pick it up from there? Yeah yeah so um, so then we were sponsored by the Jankowskis and um you know, I think that um, had it not been for them, like, we would not be where we are today. Um, we credit, like, our, all of our success to them, like, all the time. Uh, mm-hmm. Because we would just be, you know, peasants in, in Vietnam right now. And my dad maybe would not even be alive. Um, huh. But he, Mr. Jankowski was um, an entrepreneur. And um, he hired my parents in his business so that they could start living their lives. And he taught them, you know, how to, like, survive, how to live in, in the United States. And um, I think that my, my parents' dreams of being entrepreneurs started with um, Mr. Jankowski. Um, and so, you know, even while my dad was working, he and my mom tried to open up a couple businesses. And, um, and, you know, on top of all of that, like, they were always in the spirit of giving. So even though there were months when we would only have, like, $50 in our bank account, my dad mm-hmm. would have, like, stacks of envelopes um, with donations in them to give to whatever mm. charity. Like, if anybody asked for money, like, he would make sure somebody got something. There was never, no, there's never, like, he would toss it in the trash or anything like that. He would get a uh. dollar, five dollars, whatever he could give. And um, I also remember, like, packing up boxes of clothes and um, just uh, things that we needed, like, our family from Vietnam needed, like, packing up boxes and sending it back to them, packing up boxes mm-hmm. of clothes for orphanages and sending it back. So, you know, just always seeing and witnessing um, the fact that we should take care of each other, the fact that um, wow. we should always be in the spirit of um, sharing and giving what we can. Um, mm-hmm. I think that it really influenced all of us as kids to mm-hmm. model that same um, behavior, model that same pattern. Yeah. And um, I think that's also what led me into nursing because I just had this yeah. calling to want to help in like a big way in a big yeah. way and while I wanted to be a doctor at first only because I think it was more like a um, 
what do you call it? It's like glamorized, right? It was more glamorized <laughs> than anything. Right. Once you never I hear realized, anything of nurses. Yeah, right? Once you realize what it takes, like with all the years of residency, I was like, oh, heck no. I want to live my life now. <laughs> so I'm like, next, next thing is being a nurse. And I can always be like an NP later if I want. Um, mm-hmm. So I went, into, I went into nursing. And I remember um, during the interview, they had asked me, um, why do you want to become a nurse? And I told them, because I want to change the world. And I was just like this 18-year-old girl who thought I could change the world. I had no idea what that meant. I was just like, mm-hmm. I just want to use, I want to use myself to help in some way and right. make a big impact. And um, and so, yeah, so then I became a nurse. And um, But throughout my nursing career, you know, I always felt like there was more. There was more to just, nursing, but I didn't know what it was. I knew that I did not want to be an entrepreneur. Well, I thought I knew I didn't want to be an entrepreneur (laughs) because I saw how my parents struggled. I saw how they were home very often. I saw, you know, um, they were still stressing about money. And so I'm like, why would I want to be an entrepreneur? Like they're still struggling. You know, I don't, I don't want that stress. I don't want that, um, uh, you know, angst in my life. And, um, but I just kept searching for something, but it wasn't um, outside of nursing. It just kept being inside nursing. And that's, I think that's part of the reason why I was, um, I jumped around a lot, Leanne, mm-hmm. was because I just, I couldn't find my niche. I'm like, it's not mm-hmm. this, it's not this, it's not this, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I got to the point in my life where um, I was married, I had kids, I had a home, like I was living the American dream. Like, you know, my husband and I had great paying jobs. Um, but we didn't have time. We didn't have time for each other. Time. We didn't, mm-hmm. um, it wasn't a life. It was just like this shell. And um, mm-hmm. my pe- my kids, you know, were always wanting my attention, and I couldn't give it to them. They always wanted me to come to see them at their um, plays or their concerts or their holiday mm-hmm. get-togethers, you know, with their classes, and I couldn't be there. And, um, you know, my husband wanted his life, and I couldn't be there. I was just, like, always working and I just got to this point where I'm like, it, there's, this, this is not what I, how I want to live my life for the next 20 mm-hmm. to 30 years. You know, I don't want to look at my life. Well, what was the turning side. point for you? Yeah, um, I, I, it was, we were, had a box of clothes and um, I pulled out a onesie when my, mm-hmm. my son was like one years old. Um, mm-hmm. I pulled out a onesie and I, I just smelt it. You know, I decided to put it up to my nose and I smelt it. And then it just felt like all these memories are back about, mm-hmm. you know, why? Why did I become a mom? Why did I want this life? And, um, and then I realized I was not living that life that I, that I dreamed of, right? This, I said I was going to live the American dream, but this was not the person that I wanted. Mm-hmm. And um, coincidentally, a, a friend of mine, had approached me about a business, a network marketing business, and that was the furthest thing from my mind. Um, and after, you know, having a couple conversations with her, I decided that, you know, she's just this normal girl from New Jersey who had a dream and, like, did some pretty extraordinary things. And I'm just a normal girl from Minnesota um, who are from parents of, you know, who are parents of, um, whose parents are refugees, like, why can't I do the same thing? You know, like, there's mm-hmm. nothing. I love her to death. She's my friend. I'm saying, like, she didn't have any special skills. And mm-hmm. I don't need any special skills either. You know, all I need is to learn, right? I can learn how to do this. Yeah. So 
that's my first sort of my first um, experience as an entrepreneur. And, um, and then in two years, you know, I was able to basically replace my husband's income doing network wow. marketing on the side on top of my 60 hour work week, you know, um, as, as a, um, informaticist and then, you know, being a mom, like all those things. And so when people say they're busy, like they want to do something else, but they're busy, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's doable. It's just, you know, what are your priorities? What's important to you? Is it really, is it really your family? Then it's, then you have to like sort of sacrifice a season of your life to mm-hmm. make it happen so that you can enjoy the rest of it. And, wow. um, and what I found too, like, in network marketing, being an entrepreneur, I use a lot of the same things that I did as a nurse. So I'm going to say, you know, things like, first of all, when you're in network marketing or business where you're trying to help other people grow, you have to want to help people. And the reason Mm -hmm. why nurses are nurses is because we have the intrinsic desire to help other people. And, and and so, you know, if you, um, if you don't have that desire, if it's all about you and and not about other people, like you're mm-hmm. never going to succeed in anything that you do. So as a nurse, you're already in the field because you care about others. And so when you become an entrepreneur and you use that same sort of caring um, quality and that those, those um, things that you just really, and people might not think caring is a skill, right? But it is because some people are really crappy at it. But as yeah. nurses, it's like, that's our job. We do that every day. Um, and so I really felt like that helped me a lot because people just want to be noticed. They just want to know that you care. And when Mm -hmm. they know you care, they're going to work. They're going to work hard for you. And, um, and then, you know, they also will work for themselves obviously too, but you work as a team is what I mean. Like they don't want to let you down and you don't want to let them down. So there's like a two way street there. Right. And then the other thing is like, um, empathy to understand the needs and wants of others you know, so that we know how to treat them kindly and generously. Um, sometimes we don't realize, we don't, we don't think that um, sort of like the, the um, feelings and emotions are very important in business, but it is all about that, you know, mm-hmm. the relationships that you build with people. Exactly. And um, things like prioritization, hello, like priority and time management, that's, mm-hmm. you know, trying to juggle, like if you're short a nurse trying to juggle like five or six patients and admissions on top of that. Like, of mm-hmm. course you can use all of that in um, entrepreneurship. Now I might say te- uh, multitasking may not be the best thing because in, mm-hmm. in, um, being a, in being an entrepreneur, but definitely the prioritization and um, knowing what's important and um, figuring out, you know, how you're going to fit that in. And also keeping calm in times of crisis. Like how many times have your patients coded and you're just like super cool about it? You're like, okay, this is what we need to do. You know, grab the cat crash cart. Like, you know, you know their history. Like you're just super calm and you know what you do. And it's the mm-hmm. same thing with the business. Things are going to go like haywire. Things are going to not go the way you want it to go. And you just have to step away from it a little bit and refocus on, on what it is that you need to do. And so I think those things that I've learned as a nurse has really helped me um, in moving forward in my business, especially during the moments of the obstacles and the struggles, because that's when people quit. People quit because it's too hard, you know, mm-hmm. but nurses, like we have the strongest mindset. We are resilient. You know, we, um, we are in it because 
we love what we do. We want to help people. And, um, and so I really think my experience in nursing has helped me in that way as an entrepreneur. How did um, you get involved in the business coaching? Um, so being in network marketing for about four and a half years, I wanted to expand my reach. So again, sort of like that voice inside me was like, Teresa, this is great, but there's more for you. And um, so I didn't want to be um, constrained to just uh, coaching women in network marketing on my team. I really believe that the things that I know, I want to share it with more people because I, mm-hmm. I believe that um, the things that I've learned along the way could help so many people thrive in their businesses, um, especially the ones who are kind of scared and kept back by their own fear. Um, mm-hmm. And I get this, and I'm going to, this is sort of general, but this is just purely based on the people that I've talked to, but nurses in general, the ones that I've talked to who want to start their own business or who have a business, but like, they're just scared to like really take it to the next step. They're so very comfortable in, in being with, um, in being um, okay with the familiar, you know, they're just, they're okay, like it's it's okay being where I am right now because it's really not that bad, but it's like they're lying to themselves, you know, because they don't mm-hmm. want to take that next step because fear of failure right. and who wants to fail? Nobody does, but who in the universe, who in the history of this universe has never failed <laughs> and yeah. who in, this universe, in, in the history of this universe um, has failed, has, you know, lost um, their business um, and then came back even stronger, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so who's to say that if you fail, you're not going to come back even stronger? So I really um, am really feel strongly about helping female entrepreneurs, specifically like nurses, just because, you know, I'm a nurse myself, um, to step out of their comfort zone, overcome their fear, um, all the, you know, are you like the cheerleader? Head trash. Yeah. And like help them like just take out that head trash that they keep telling mm-hmm. themselves, you know, like I'm yeah. not good enough. I'm not experienced enough. I don't know if I can do this. I'm going to fail. What are mm-hmm. people think? You know, like all that stuff that we tell ourselves, you know, I, I help people to shift it because the thing is, Liam, like those thoughts are, are going to be there. You just have to replace them with something else. They're going to mm-hmm. come back but now you have something else to replace it with. You know what I mean? Um, So that's what I love to do. I love empowering um, Can you share like an experience, um, you know, obviously not any specifics of the person, but um, Mm -hmm. different ways that you've been able to help somebody um, that wanted to put their toe in the water of being an entrepreneur and uh, what kind of obstacles did they have that you were able to help them overcome? Yeah, so um, I'll start with um, one of my nurses. So I have a lot of nurses on my team. And um, this particular nurse um, has two daughters and is married. Her husband's a construction worker. And I'd asked her, you know, what do you see is possible with this business? She's like, well, you know, maybe um, I can just make a couple extra hundred bucks um, to pay off, like, some credit card debt or whatever. And I was like, no, like, what, what is your big dream? And then her response was, I don't have a dream. I'm like, what are you talking about? You don't have a dream? 
I'm like, you don't understand, like, the possibilities of being an entrepreneur then. Like, if, all, if you had all the money in the world, what, what would you want? You know, and it was just, like, so crazy for her to think about having a dream. Like, because mm-hmm. she was so, um, her head was so into just being realistic, right? Like, there's mm-hmm. no room for dreaming. Like, there's just about what's realistic. And so she had said, I, okay. She's like, okay. So if anything were possible, then, you know, I want to pay off one of my credit cards. And I'm like, okay, well, there's more to this, but fine. Okay. That, if that is like, if that is the biggest dream you have, like, let's work on that. And so, you know, basically what we did was a lot of, um, I call it mindset work and flipping the switch where you, um, what you're aware of, at least all those negative thoughts and stories that you tell yourself. You write it down, and then on the other side, you write down, like, um, the positive version yeah. of it, you know. So, you, so, so you've got something you're going toward instead of running away from. We're going to exactly. bump up against a break here pretty soon. So how far were you able to take her? So she was able to, you know, now she makes, like, thousands of dollars every month. So, you know, being able to not, being able to sort of focus on getting her mindset right, and then applying the strategies and then making, you know, the thousands mm-hmm. of dollars, which is incredible for her because now she can take her family on vacations. You know, all yeah. she wanted was yeah. to pay off like a part of a credit card bill, you know, which uh-huh. is pretty minimal. Right. Right. So we are um, at a break time and we're going to take a little space here, but this has been very interesting and we're going to continue to talk on the other side of the break. I'm hoping that anybody who has questions for Teresa or has been thinking about um, doing something like this or maybe want to share some indomitable uh, experience that you have had, please feel free to give us a call uh, on the other side of the break at 866 472 5792. In the meantime, this is Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing. I'm Leanne Meyer, and I'm here with Teresa Wen, who's a nurse entrepreneur tapping the indomitable power of herself, and hopefully you too. So um, we will return in a couple of minutes. Thank you so much for listening. Your life, your health, your network. This is Voice America Health & Wellness. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. Exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to LeanneVoiceAmerica at gmail.com. Now, back to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. Hi, this is Leanne Meyer again on Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, and I'm here with Teresa Wynn, and she is enthralling me with all of these stories of how she's just reached beyond and beyond what she thought she could do. And I think that is so exciting, and in fact, I'm kind of reverberating here also because that's what I'm doing with this show this was kind of even beyond a dream for me and um, and so as we get uh, as I go along in this show I'm realizing that I'm really going to need to partner with other people and that's scary for me I can I can um, get the people on the show and talk to everybody and have you know exciting time with that but how to um, really help people partner with me is, is something I struggle with. So we can maybe talk about that a little bit later, but I'd like to kind of finish here. So I know you must have learned a lot of lessons in, along the way. This has been quite a journey for you. And mm-hmm. um, is there anything that you could share with us? Yeah, there's a couple things. The first thing is, um, so first thing is I am not my parents. <laughs> I love them, but I don't have to repeat the same patterns to achieve success. So, you know, I saw them work hard. I saw them not sleep. I saw them, you know, miss moments with their family in order to achieve like this kind of success they have now. But the thing is, I don't have to repeat those same patterns. There's so many different ways to be able to create the life that you want. And we tend to um, repeat what we see, right? And it becomes, it ends up becoming a habit. So just be aware that whatever you learn from your parents, it's okay not to do it the same way. And, um, and that there's so many different ways to achieve the things that you want without having to duplicate the same things with the same, without the same beliefs of, I have to work really hard, you know, or having a lot of money is going to take me, you know, blood, sweat, and tears. Like, that's not, that's not particularly true. The second thing is the way to overcome imposter syndrome is to take inspired action. So the way to um, help you overcome the feelings of I'm not good enough, 
um, you know, what are people going to think of me, is to just take that action. And don't think about whether or not it's the right or the wrong action. The important thing is that you took it. Because you know what? The 5% of people who actually take the action are the ones who become successful. So you be the action taker. You be the person, the top 5% of the population. Um, the third thing is, um, is around money. Because I think um, people have very negative relationships with their money. And so um, I want you to be truthful about what you really want when it comes to money. If you want to be a millionaire, it's okay. Like, that doesn't make you a bad person. Most of <laughs> us aren't going to do, you know, most of us aren't going to, like, do evil things with it, right? Like, most of us will use that money to better the world, to better our community, to better ourselves, to create this amazing life for, you know, our family. And, and I'm sure that you'll teach your children to do the same. But be truthful about what you really want. Don't say, I just want just enough to live. I mean, really? You know, you don't want to go on vacation. You don't want to go on, like, first-class trip to Bali. You know, like, who wouldn't want that? So, like, be true to what it is that you want. Because when you say, I want, you know, I want to make more money, but at the same time you're saying, oh, I don't want that much money because, you know, money is the root of all evil. Like, that's sending mixed messages. And, of course, you're not going to make any money then because you're telling the universe that, you know, money is evil, so now I don't want it. Um, so just be very aware of those money stories that you tell yourself and be, um, be okay with, with whether, you know, if it's a lot of money that you want, then that's okay. That doesn't make you a bad person. So those are, those are really the three main lessons that I wanted to share. Yeah, I can really relate to those. Um, I always feel, too, that the only reason to have a lot of money would be to be able to make a difference for other people. Mm-hmm. And so it may be in thinking in terms of how would I go about making that happen, um, you know, when you get to that point of, of uh, being beyond your basic needs. So um, maybe that's that's the way to get past that one particular point of um Maybe I would be a bad person if I had a lot of money and I don't want to be a bad person, so um, I better not wish for that. That is so common, Leanne. That's like a very common story people tell themselves. And um, Hmm. money stories roll deep. (laughs) I mean, it's like (laughs) you think you finally (laughs) discovered one and you're like, okay, this is, I I get it. You know, it's just being aware of it. Yeah. Being aware of it, right? And And then it's like you make all this money and now you have more money stories you have to you have to kind of overcome. So, yeah, I they, suppose they I didn't think about that. It's, you know, as so many people say, oh, life would be so great if I just had money. And mm-hmm. when I think about it, how many people that, you know, have a lot of money, it's like if you're not comfortable with yourself and who you are and what you want to accomplish when you don't have money, you're not going to be any more clear when you have money unless you actually do the work it takes um, to be that solid human person that you want to be, that you are clear with yourself. Who am I? Mm -hmm. And what is that mission I want to accomplish? Or how do I want to impact people around me? And so that's something that's, I think that is an ongoing learning challenge. It's it's what I call doing the hard work, Um, Mm -hmm. constantly thinking at, you know, is this the direction I want to go? Is there a change I need to make along here? Um, mm-hmm. you know, what would that be? And the other thing is kind of to be able to be open to seeing the possibilities when they come up. Um, I kind of think in terms of um, 
just myself, I think about uh, many times people are like, you know, they're trying to get onto a freeway. And if you if you stop at the end of the ramp and you're watching these cars go by, you zoom, 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 zoom. There's no way you're going to possibly be able to get in. But if as you're going down the ramp and you're watching the speed of the, the traffic and you get yourself up to that speed, when you uh, when there is an opening, you see it immediately and you just slide right over and you're right in it and you haven't harmed anybody or, or upset anybody else. And I think that so, so many times we scare ourselves and we slow down to think, oh, I have to take this a little slower. And then it's in retrospect, we look back and we say, oh my gosh, that was the opening. There was the opening. I missed it. I didn't see it. Mm, yeah. So Yeah, that does happen. And I love that point you make about, you know, constantly asking yourself, is this is this where I want to be? You know, is this the path I need to take? Because mm-hmm. um, we, we get so busy, we don't pause yes. to even think about that. Yes. And that's why most of us live a life that we hate, right? I think in a that job is, that we hate. I shouldn't say a life, yeah. but in a job that we hate. Where we find ourselves complaining a lot of the time, mm-hmm. I think people need to recognize that's a symptom. Uh, mm-hmm. that you're not where you want to be when you are in a, a place that you want to be. There's a joy even when you're struggling, especially when you're struggling. Yeah. A lot of times that struggle part of the journey is the most exciting part. And mm-hmm. um, But you find yourself like instead of, you know, having the, the big pack on your back and looking up in the mountains saying, oh, I can't possibly get up there more saying, oh, I'm so excited to have this opportunity to be able to go and let's let's just go, see how far we get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so, it really is about just your perception and um, the way you perceive those specific obstacles, right? And, yeah, um, and exactly. your mindset. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, I guess as, again, as people in, um, I'm trying to think of a specific situation, but I think there's so many options and possibilities for nurses. Many times, um, because we don't see that, I mean, you see movies and TV and books and different things, and a lot of times it's about doctors, but you sort of see the nurses as being in the background. You don't really realize what it is mm-hmm. that they can do. And mm-hmm. one of the things I've realized both since doing this show, but also Um, Since I've been teaching nurses returning to nursing and really trying to listen to them, what is it that got them excited enough about it to go and register for a class and pay the money and, you know, go through the effort of getting their license set up again, they have a dream, they have something in mind. Even if they don't mm-hmm. think they do, they've got something there that they really have missed yeah. or they want to um, uh, go to that they haven't been able to uh, accomplish yeah. before. And so they're taking that big step and they're asking the people aw- around them where maybe they've been helping those people for, you know, ever. And then they're saying, I, I want to do this and I'm going to need your help. I can't keep mm-hmm. doing everything I've been doing for you. I'm going to mm-hmm. need help from you. And that's mm-hmm. one thing I think nurses have a really hard time to ask. Mm. Mm-hmm. I love doing everything by myself. <laughs> that's something <laughs> I need to work on. I, yeah. I, just, I think I can do it all by myself, you know, and, and that's yeah. just like a real quick way to burn myself out. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I still struggle with that, and I'll be honest. Yeah, it's, uh, well, it's definitely and something... Some- Somebody told me one time that sometimes the greatest gift that we can give to someone else is to allow them to give to us. 
It Mm -hmm. seems like it's so much easier to give than it is to let somebody else give to you. Yes. And so um, we leave them out of different things Mm -hmm. that they would love to be able to help us with and be a part of our success story um, Mm -hmm. if we just let them in and and allow them to help us. If there was one thing that you really want to leave with nurses um, as as we leave the program, what would it be? What, what is there? Is there some one thing you really want them to get this message from you? Um, so I, want, I just want to share, you know, that we're always changing and always evolving. And when we tend to stay the same, that's when we're in a place of stuckness. Like you're stuck because you're still in the same place. So you have to start taking that next step, whatever it is. Remember, there's no right or wrong step. But deep inside, you really know what it is that you want. But it's too scary to say it out loud because there's going to be critics, haters, non-believers. But the thing is, when you are finally um, doing work that serves your soul, you're going to break free of all of those stories of insecurity and fear, right. and that, and then you're just going to soar like an eagle, and it's going to be the most amazing feeling ever. Wow, that that is really inspiring to me, and I hope to many other people. Um, it's actually where I am also in this progress is that I am really realizing that I cannot do this on my own and I'm going to need to have um, some other help. So somebody told me one time, if your knees aren't shaking, you need to up the goal. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. I, I seem to be finding my knees shaking quite a bit, but um, I'm going to put out to the listeners that I am really looking for people to partner with me on this project. I want to be able to reach nurses. I want to be able to um, uh, encourage them and influence them into going into nursing. I like to recruit nurses that never thought of being a nurse and people who maybe are in nursing now and are thinking, oh, you know, this is just same old, same old. I don't think I can make it, you know, to keep going on like this. But they don't realize you don't have to leave nursing to be able to fulfill yourself. There's so many new ways to get there. So I'm looking for partners who want to help me uh, grow in this. Um, There's lots of different ways we can do it. And um, so, you know, if people want to contact me at Leanne Voice America. Uh, uh, at gmail.com and just let me know what are some of your ideas or thoughts about what this show could be and how you might be able to work with me if you know people or even uh, companies or businesses that are looking for nurses that they want nurses um, that this might be a way an opportunity for them to be able to um, get uh, connected to a large audience we have gone from 62 listeners when we started this to about 8500 right now and every week it, it just keeps going up and up and up so clearly it's something nurses want and I want to be able to keep this forum open for nurses to be able to share with each other so we're unfortunately coming to the end of our time again. So this has been Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, Exploring the World of Nursing. And I'm Leanne Meyer. I've been here with Teresa Wen, and she's really gotten me excited. So I hope she's gotten some of you excited too. Teresa, in just a minute, could you say how they can contact you? Um, oh, yeah. Uh, um, you can contact me um, by email at um, moretimemoreyou at gmail.com. 
Wonderful. And um, through that, then they would be able to uh, work with you or um, connect with you and you'd be able to go from there, correct? Great. Yep. Yep. Okay. So we have been tapping the indomitable us uh, Teresa's own indomitable person and my own indomitable person and all of yours. So I look forward to talking with you next week and thank you for listening. Keep sharing the program. Thank you for listening to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with your host, Leanne Meyer. Be sure to join us again next Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a productive and insightful week.